Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. Good day, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Latarien Podcast. Da, 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 da. Hey, how's it going? You are right, Rich? It's good. Yeah. Yep. We've got no Rob this week bringing our audio quality down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Rob. <laughs> uh, yes, but you need to, you really need to install your Blue Yeti, my friend. <laughs> he hasn't what? done that yet. Uh, well, no, he got it. He got, he got some like, um, uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. what's the word I'm looking for? He got some vouchers for what's the big place in America called where you go get all your shit? Not Walmart. Like Walmart? No, no, it's like a. Where would you get electronic stuff from? Oh, there's Best Buy. Best there's Buy, Walmart. I think. Okay. I think. He, I think it was Best Buy. I think he got some Best Buy vouchers for Father's Day, and so he went and bought his Blue Yeti, and then he bloody went on holiday with his family. I mean, come on, man. Oh. You've got yeah, that's why he's not here with us today. <laughs> yeah, that's why this is. I think is this our first episode, just me and you doing Tarbrian? Yep. Yeah. Should we just uh, scrap it and just talk about RPGs for now? We yeah, why don't we just do that? Make it an RPG. Yeah. Episode. So, what's the saga? I need a saga. No, this will be. <laughs> no, kill us. <laughs> he would kill us. Yeah, let's, let's hijack the show with our other show. <laughs> so, welcome, dear friends, to the Tarbrian podcast. We are a podcast where we are slowly going through the. Um, uh, the Wheel of Time books, and we are starting with The Eye of the World, and this is a very exciting episode, because it's our first double-up episode, Rich. Today we'll be... Yeah, reading... we're that much closer to the end. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. we're not. Skipping it over. But yes, we're going, to, uh, we're going to be reviewing chapters 10 and 11 today, um, and in future we're going to try and double up more episodes if we can. Uh, not because we want to rush through it, it's just because... Uh, again, I think we mentioned it a few times. There was the chapter where Rand walked through the woods that we did by itself, and it was just terrible. <laughs> just like, Rand yeah. walked through the woods. His dad had a bad dream, and they came out of town. That was it. So uh, yeah, so where we can, uh, we're, we're judging it by the audio book, uh, audio books, uh, chapter lengths. So if roughly two chapters added together makes about an hour, we'll put those together as one episode. And so I think this episode totaled about forty-eight minutes. When I worked it out. So that's why we're going to be doing chapters 10, Leave Taking, and chapters 11, The Road to Tar and Perry, uh, together today. Uh, now, uh, Rob normally takes care of the news segment, so uh, I didn't bother doing it. Got any weird time don't news? Any news. <laughs> no, I think everyone's still just like, you know, trying to, everyone's dreaming, aren't they, basically, of who they want to uh, play play the characters in the uh, wheel of time series and all i see on twitter is pictures of people who i've got no idea who the fuck they are <laughs> it's like hey wouldn't this person make the perfect Egwene? Like, i don't know yep. <laughs> uh, i did i did see a good one where someone put a poll on about um i think did some uh did ed sheeran make a guest appearance in game of thrones or something yes yeah someone was complaining about it saying like it really took him out of the game of thrones universe and someone said well uh let's say let's Let's have a vote on um, who would you like to see appear in the uh, the White Tower <laughs> as an Ace of Die? Lady Gaga, Adele. Um, no, how about how about Robert Downey Jr. Just because? Just because, yeah. He could be he could be the part of the White Jar. <laughs> yep. He could be an Ace of Die sister. <laughs> Fairness, I think he could probably act it off as well. 
He probably could. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. We'll 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 put Robin Downey Jr. in uh, as a Acer die. Well, part of the uh, White Tower. Because <laughs> he's just that good. We love Robin Downey Jr. Yep. And uh, as we all know, uh, Rock's gonna be the Rock's gonna be Master Luhan, <laughs> flexing his muscles. And um, yeah, and we'll get someone uh, from Doctor Who to play Paddington. There you go. <laughs> there we go. All sorted. There we go. If you're casting for the Wheel of Time podcast. Give me a shout. Hit me up, yeah? I've got loads of good ideas. <laughs> yeah, well, help. So, um, last week, Rich, we went over Chapter 9, Tellings of the Wheel. And I didn't re- read uh, The Thoughts from the Gamo. <laughs> so, yeah. our, good, our good listener, uh, the GMO, <laughs> um, he's been posting on our Discord channel uh, his thoughts on each and every single chapter. And uh, last week, I didn't actually read it out. But I was thinking, oh, I forgot to do that. That actually, this is an opportunity. If we save the GMOTE's uh, thoughts on the chapters until the next episode, then it gives like a, a backwards look at the chapter we've just reviewed. Yeah. See, this is, this is all working out pretty well, Rich. <laughs> this is the wheel weaving its pattern. <laughs> it's weaving it around us to make us, our show amazing-ish. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, here's the thoughts from the Jimo. Jimo. <laughs> One day we'll settle on a way of saying it probably. <laughs> Chapter 9 Tellings of the Wield. Of the Wield? Tellings of the Wheel. Uh, roiled and boiled on every horizon. I love how descriptive Robert Jordan is in this series, but some of the words just roll off the tongue. Minus the whole slowly uh, breathing slowed line. <laughs> Rand's dream here is something that I love. Dreams in this series are my favourite part of the Wheel of Time. Pay attention and you'll see the secrets of the universe laid out and its worst nightmares. Again, Mistress Alvere is showing strong. Uh, you best eat, Rand. <laughs> I enjoy how Tam, how Tam talks to Rand like Kratos talks to his son. <laughs> are you there, boy? <laughs> boy! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty good. Tam and Tom uh, have no trust for Ace Sedai. Oh, hey. Here's this sword with a heron mark on it. <laughs> Just take it, boy. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about this blade in the future, but right now, uh, not enough went into the passing of this blade. And blood and ashes, the congas and the coplins, ganging up on Moraine. And she is again super chill with the Aesodi, with the Aesodi coolness. Uh, and blacksmiths in the Wheel of Time have more honour than most. Master Luhan standing up to all of the two rivers is great. And yeah, we all love that bit as well. Uh, with Bran as his mouthpiece. So, the mountain home, Mount Efferon, the Red Eagle, sad face. <laughs> Weep if you have a heart. Uh, <laughs> Moraine is seriously rivaling, uh, rivaling Tom in her story of the Lost Kingdom. Uh, the old blood sings in the two rivers, and she is the voice to tell them of their past, their ancestors. The men of the mountain home uh, paying the price for their home. On a field where they now encircle Moraine, the sword that could not be broken was shattered. But the people were saved. A queen's rage and heartbreak made sure of that and they felt shame for what they are accusing Moraine of and what was lost uh, this is one of the tales in this series that really pulls at my soul I mean rereading this again or listening to it again and you can feel the tale vibrate through your every being weep for Mount Efren, weep for what is lost forever okay I'll be at the wine spring in if anyone needs me after that <laughs> I need a drink hey he's using our outro Rich <laughs> uh, and he thinks a glee man showed up today telling the story of Martha and the three foolish kings. Hmm. So, yeah. So, thank you very much, Gmo. 
absolutely love that. That's what we talked about last episode. Um, yep, which was mainly the uh, the story of Mount Efren, which is just incredible. Love that bit of the book. It was just so good. Um, so yeah, super super impressed with that. Thank you, Gmo, and we'll look forward to having some more of that uh, next time. Or we'll go over what we did this episode. <coughs> Fingers crossed. So, Rich, I've got an update for uh, the Tarverian podcast. What's that update? We've got a YouTube channel. Since when? <laughs> Since about two, three days ago. So our uh, <laughs> our lovely friend on the network, Tyler. Uh, Tyler is just uh, a boss. I, I absolutely love you, Tyler. <laughs> you're, you're my boy, y'all. You're my boy. Uh, he's gone out and, um, yeah, he was just like, hey, because you're only a couple of episodes in, uh, I can convert your podcast into um, YouTube videos. And so, yeah, uh, at least the first three podcast uh, shows are up there. We've even had someone completely random watch it and comment on it, saying how good it was <laughs> for episode three. Um, so, yeah, we have a YouTube channel here. Tyler's made a lovely little video to go along with it as well. Uh, it's just a few little short animations at the beginning and end. Uh, but it's really, really nice. Uh, he's also done a redesign of the logo, which I really like. I'm probably going to add to our Twitter account and onto the uh, podcast feed very shortly. And, um, yeah, and he's been doing all the episode thumbnails for us. So, Tyler, I love you, man. <laughs> Rich, you've got to send Tyler lots of cat memes to say thank I you. I guess. <laughs> I didn't realize that we were doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We've been, uh, we've been talking about it on the, um, <clears throat> on the network Discord channel. Um, but, uh, yeah, good old Tyler. Tyler's been uh, bossing it. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, I'm well pleased about that. I might, I might do the same for one of our other podcasts, Rich. <laughs> I feel like it's another good, another good avenue for getting people on board to the show. So, um, after than that, uh, well, actually, as we've just spoken about Tyler, I might as well plug his show. <laughs> if you haven't listened to Tyler's show, he does a show called um, <clears throat> Too Young for This Hit, where him and his friends uh, go over and review old movies. Because apparently Tyler like grew up in a black box, Rich, and never watched TV. And it's not the if you just name a movie towards him, he'll probably he probably hasn't seen it. <laughs> so he watches movies that he's never seen with people who absolutely love them. Uh, I did one with him where I made him watch um, Final Fantasy Spirits with him. Uh, so I'm just here to torture him <laughs> with terrible films. <Wow. laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so if you haven't listened to Too Young for This Hit by Tyler, um, go listen to it. It's awesome. It's on our network. So if you go to our website, uh, www.probablywork.com, you'll be able to find his podcast there, as well as many other great podcasts that we do on the show, including about four of my own. <laughs> so here we go, Rich. We're going to move into it. Chapters 10 and 11, starting with chapters 10, leave taking. Okay. <laughs> and some things happen next chapter <laughs> yeah, the, guy, short the, guy, the guys the guys do some stuff <laughs> yeah. um yes so leave taking so uh, all all of the uh, all the gang is slowly gathering in the uh, the barn of the wine spring inn uh, checking their horses now one of the things that i liked about this was straight away you know lan looks at perrin and it's just like have you checked the room giving it all the, the all clear like i showed you straight away lan is teaching the boys <laughs> he's like teaching these boys to be absolute hardcore beasts <laughs> i love it so he's like so i don't know why he's picked uh perrin to be the stealth guy to check the rooms <laughs> given the size of them but maybe he was just worried if there was someone in there perrin's probably big enough to look after himself <laughs> yeah that's you know. true uh but yeah and perrin gives him the all clear so they go over and they check the horses um 
and then there's a little there's a nice little conversation here between Matt Rand and Perrin where they uh, <laughs> you know this is this is like such a boy thing Rich isn't it where they've just been attacked by Trollocs the night before and then they've been told they've got to leave their hometown basically forever and go live with some white witches somewhere which they're all petrified of and so the moment they get a second together the first thing that comes out of Matt's mouth is to take the piss out of Rand for having a sword <laughs> it's like what you become a warder <laughs> And then they all just start, they just like banter with each other. It's just such a boy thing. <laughs> it's just like, it doesn't matter how much peril you're in. It's just like, I'm still going to take the piss out of you. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, he mocks him over his sword. It's like saying, don't you want a real man's weapon like my bow? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it turns out Perrin's got an absolutely ginormous axe hidden in his belt. <laughs> yeah, which is weird to me. Like all of a sudden he just pulls out of nowhere like a crazy Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, What's that under your coat, Perrin? <laughs> you got a present, or are you just pleased to see me? Yeah, it's like, oh no, it's just this giant axe. <laughs> yeah, it's just this giant axe that you know our master blacksmith built, <laughs> made for someone, and they never paid for it. But yeah, it's like I'm confused. It's the Where wheel. did you get that from? <laughs> it's the wheel weaving, my friend. <laughs> the, the wheel is weaving. So it's um, obviously the wheel wanted Perrin to have a weapon in a couple of years' time. <laughs> so it had Master, yes. Master Luhan make one and then it never get bought and then uh, yeah Perrin was like swinging it around in the garden so Master Luhan said he could have it <laughs> good old Master Luhan <laughs> he's been such a good character so far considering he's about to like not appear for like 18 books <laughs> yeah he hasn't come back for a while <laughs> well really, we don't come back to the two rivers for a while but you know yeah. good old Master Luhan but yeah, so the boys, uh, then they sort of have a quick discussion about uh, leaving notes for their family, which Moraine said was okay. Uh, Rand is just like, well, you know, I just told my dad. Get <laughs> that fucking off. <laughs> I'll see you in a few years' time. Uh, which uh, really irks Moraine. But she's like, well, you know, nothing we can do about it now. <clears throat> and then this is the point where Egwene, just suddenly out of nowhere, bursts into the barn, holding her little travel bag and demanding that they take her with her. <laughs> And uh, she then mocks the boys again. This, you know, this is such a young teenage thing. She's like, "How did you discover us?" And she's like, "Well, you know, the boys were just acting really weird, so I just followed them." <laughs> He's like, "Perrin was trying to sneak around. Matt was looking shiftier than usual. I'd say than usual." <laughs> and so she she knew something was going on. So she wanted to take this. This was her opportunity to escape from the two rivers. Which, yeah, uh, I, I respect. I respect Gwen's balls for doing that. It's just like she seems to have like a quite a cushy little job coming up anyway, because she was supposed to be uh, leaving town to become a village wisdom somewhere else. So yeah, she was, but I mean, she probably just didn't that that was chosen for her. I mean, maybe she didn't want that. It's the the pattern pulling the strings, I feel, just pulling at the emotions of people, making them come along for the journey. All the people that need to be there, because this is kind of the thing. It's just like everyone who's in this barn at this time is kind of just in the right place. At the right time to leave for everyone basically <laughs> apart from apart from one person but uh, that will happen in a minute <laughs> that'll happen a bit later um <clears throat> so yeah she she mocks the boys for their paws uh, sneaking around and moraine says well fuck it fuck it come on join in <laughs> the more the merrier but now she uh, she she lets she very seriously says yep Egwene can join us um Egwene can join us. And then uh, this is a this is a moment which I marked here because Lan was startled uh, for just a briefest of seconds. And then his face goes back to being stern. And he's like, whoop, she can come with us. And again, Moraine's just like, yeah, 
the wheel weaves as the wheel weaves. <laughs> Not much you can do. So Lan says, okay, uh, she can ride the Gleeman's horse and I'll leave him some money <laughs> as compensation. And then the voice from the back goes, hmm, that will not be possible. <laughs> and down, down jumps our good friend Tom Merrilyn, the Gleeman, who was hiding in the haystacks in the top of the barn. <laughs> and Lan shoots Perry in a look. <laughs> like, you, didn't, you didn't check upstairs? <laughs> I didn't think about it. <laughs> yeah, why, would I, why would I go upstairs? Yeah. Why, why Why would someone be upstairs? Because he told you to check the room, Perry, and you knob. So I think that's your first uh, every time Perry does something stupid, Rich. Yeah, that's <laughs> you wanted, true. You wanted to monitor those. <laughs> so this is the first thing Perry does that's very stupid, is it? He could have been, um, he could have left, he <laughs> could have been a murderer up there, man. He could have all been slaughtered to death. <laughs> uh, yep, and they're basically... Um, Tom stands there and says, "Yeah, I'm coming with you guys. <laughs> There's no way I'm fucking staying here. <laughs> I might as well come with you guys and see if I can make a buck or two in Tarvalon." Um, and he also he says that he has a nice little because uh, uh, Lan's got his his hand on his sword and he looks at Lan and Tom says, hmm, "I'm not a cheese for slicing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love some of the sentences in this. Robert Jordan's so good at that. Um, so we need an extra horse, Rich. Who's going to be our extra horse? Uh, wasn't it um, Bella? Bella! Bella the Wonder Horse. Oh, man, I love Bella. <laughs> yes, the, the shaggy black mare. So, Lan's been busy. He's been out. He's been uh, going around the town, buying up the best horses that are available. Um, and this is where we have uh, a, ha- a lovely horse called Cloud who Rand specifically mentions because that's the horse he ends up with. Uh, And it's a tall grey that is apparently a sprinter horse that is almost unbeatable. He's never seen it lose a race. And it always gives the riders a very hard time. He he mentions that uh, Lan must have played a pretty penny for the owner to have given him up. Um, But and then we've got little Bella, the shaggy, the shaggy like pack horse that Rand and his dad use, is the only horse left. So that's the one Egwene's going to have to ride in order to go out with her. Good old Super Bella. She's always along for the ride. <laughs> so, so the team gather up their shit <laughs> and they manoeuvre out of the village, being led by Lan, because he wants to make sure that they're not seen. And wandering around the village everywhere, all left and right and centre, is the new village rock watch who, um, despite the fact they make a lot of effort not to be seen by the watch, um, Land does mention that uh, a couple of a couple of dozen Trollocs will tear them all to pieces, but it's good to have an extra pair of eyes at least. So, you know, some compliments from Land. <laughs> God, Land's just so hard. <laughs> that man is hard as nails. That's um, right. And they leave the village, and Rand takes one last longing look back at the town, wondering if the sky could ever be so beautiful anywhere else in the world. Than it is at the two rivers. Ah, oh. ah. What was that, Rich? It was what? Ah. It was a crow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what it sounds like, <laughs> but there's a massive scream from the sky. Uh, oh no, it's not. Is it? This, that's later. Sorry. Uh, Rand's, Rand's just looking up, and he can see like a huge bat flying around that looks as large as a man. Uh oh, <laughs> it's a drakkar. It's a drakkar, Rich. <laughs> what the hell's a drakkar? Basically, it's a thing that's as big as a man and looks a bit like a bat. <laughs> and it flies around the sky. 
and uh, yes, Lan's the one who uh, names it Jakar. And uh, Tom, when when all the boys ask, you know, what the fuck is a Jakar? <laughs> what on earth else is happening? Uh, Tom is the one who is who uh, replies in the war, in the war of ages and legends, worse things and trollocs were what worse things and trollocs and fades were created. <laughs> um, so yes. Uh, Jokar are kind of like the eyes of the fades and um, off because it hasn't actually squealed or anything they're not sure that it's seen them yet so off they trot into chapter 11 that's a good segue Rich see, 11 see 10 would have been a very short shit episode <laughs> yeah, whereas chapter 11 we get some exciting stuff happen so this is the road to Tar and Ferry uh, so Rand is at the back of the pack and he's on watch uh, and they set off and they're making a very good pace. Uh, Rand is trying his best to look at the sky and <laughs> keep an eye out for Jakar. Uh, but he's uh, the whole time he's fighting with, with Cloud to keep him under control because Cloud is just wanting to bolt as fast as he can. But he does note the fact that even though Cloud is trying to like really get away from him and really speed off, he's still kind of struggling to keep up with uh, Land's, <laughs> Land's horse, Mandrab. <laughs> who seems to just be easing his way along. Um, but he's very pleased to see that Bella is also running just as well. But he's worried about Bella tiring, falling behind. And there's a nice little bit in there where he's like willing his own strength into Bella. It's like willing her to be strong and willing her to have endurance to carry on. And they race through the darkness along the road to Tar and Ferry. Uh, and as they're coming along, they start spotting a few lights and they see one of the other little villages that's uh, in, located inside the two rivers. So obviously Rand and the gang are all from Emmonsfield. Uh, and they, they come across Watch Hill, which is where Tom says, ah, oh, do you know what? I could really do with a rest. <laughs> We've been on these horses at a really fast pace for hours. My bum hurts. <laughs> Does your bum hurt, Rich? <laughs> Does your bum hurt? Huh? Does your bum hurt when you ride horses? Yeah, it does hurt a little bit. I assume you ride horses. It hasn't hurt a lot lately. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs> no? Ah, oh, man, I've got to take my no. daughter horse riding at some point soon. <laughs> She's like two, but she absolutely loves horses. And uh, yeah, I've got we're, we're American. We, we, we drive cars. <laughs> Sorry. I just looked at uh, no, the window and there's like a man dressed in like a blow up dinosaur outfit walking down the street. <laughs> Uh, you see, you see some strange stuff. Only... In London. you see some strange stuff in London. I would say across the pond there, you, you got some crazy stuff. <laughs> I assume he's going off to protest against Trump or something. Is Trump still here, or is he gone home? I struggle to keep up with know. the politics these days. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Well, we're, I'm in London. I don't, I don't lots of people want to protest stuff. So, guy in the green dinosaur suit, if you're listening, <laughs> whatever you're doing, I don't know what it is, but you know, good luck to you. If you've got time on a fucking Tuesday afternoon to go off <laughs> protesting, good for you. <laughs> um, where was I? Um, oh, yeah, they're all having a rest because they've all got sore asses. Uh, and they yeah, can all they, they won't have a rest because yep. their butts hurt. <laughs> yeah, because they're, they're all butt hurt. <laughs> uh, Watch Hill's having a nice celebration. And then, oh, yes, of course, Bell Times happening. We forgot about that with all the Trolloc attacks. And uh, obviously, Watch Hill wasn't attacked by a, a fistful of Trollops. Nope, because they were looking for they, they were looking for something. Well, Watch Hill. No, not Watch Hill. They bypass Watch Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. We haven't got that yet. <laughs> uh, Land tells them there's no stopping until they cross the Tarendale. Uh, yeah. And this is where um, 
uh, Moraine makes her way around and um, she uh, wipes the fatigue away from all the boys and girls and all the horses. But she does stop to make a comment on the fact that uh, Bella is actually doing really well and seems to have a lot of stamina. <laughs> and she doesn't really need to do I much. always laughed about that when she would wipe away the stamina. I, I feel like it's she's just like walking over to the boys and, and just like waving her hand in front of their faces and go, I cleanse you. <laughs> I can cleanse your spirit. I can see You're your like, aura. <laughs> Man, this woman's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I should have stayed at home. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Frank. Rain goes down and gives the boys a wipe down. Yep. I'm going <laughs> to touch own, your face. In her own special way. And yeah, and she compliments Bella on having lots and lots of stamina. Obviously, you know, Rand's been willing Bella on. <clears throat> um, yes, and then there's a sudden scream in the night and the horses start to go wild. And Rand, Rand is really struggling not to keep, uh, keep Cloud under control. Uh, the Drakkar has obviously spotted them. And Lan says the Drakkar wouldn't let us know that it had spotted us until it had told the um, uh, the Fades their location. So obviously the Dakar spotted where they were, gone and told the Murdrill, and then come back, and he's now squawking above their heads to let the Murdrill know where they are currently so that they can locate them. Yep. So the, um, kind of like a tracking thing. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're now being tracked by this uh, evil giant bat thing flying through the sky. So, um, so basically Batman. Yeah, so yeah, Batman. Batman's basically tracking, which no one wants to be tracked by Batman. Nope. Especially if it's Ben Affleck. <laughs> Good old Ben Affleck. Uh, so Lan shouts at them, mount! And they all get on their horses and off they trollop. I mean, off they, off they gallop. <laughs> I've got to stop using the word trollop, man. I, go, yeah. <laughs> I need to find something else to say. Uh, yes, they all, they, all, they all gallop off towards Taran Ferry, uh, trying to race away the uh, Drakkar. But they can hear the Drakkar's screaming cries in the air. Um, and again... It's all it's nicely noted in the book. Bella is easily matching the other horses stride for stride, despite not being, you know, built that way. Bella's a pack horse, not a race horse. <laughs> yep. Um, they just got to run and hope. But as they're running, the suddenly a fog starts to build around them. And Rand notes the fact, you know, fuck me, it's too cold for fog. Why, why is all this fog appearing? And then he realizes that um, Moraine is summoning the fog. And he's just like, oh, my God, it's one thing knowing that she's using the one power. It's another thing feeling it on your skin and it making your clothes damp. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) There's nothing worse than feeling someone making your clothes damp. So this big fog builds around him and um, Lan shouts out, you know, God, they know know where we – they must know where we're going. And she's like, I'm going to use – She's like, murder all the tricky fellas, and I'm going to use their own tricks against them. Uh, but <clears throat> Lan calls the team, to, so they start just absolutely pummeling through this fog until they can hear the Jakar's screams getting quieter and quieter until they eventually fade off into the distance, and then they can no longer hear it. And they ride hard for another couple of hours through dense fog, just you know, just barely being able to see the person a couple of feet in front of them following each other one all the way down to tar and ferry until lan tells them to slow and then <laughs> because cloud's such a beast of a horse ran just sort of like tropples past everyone <laughs> and he's like lan's like hey boy don't be so eager <laughs> um but yes they've reached tar and ferry which is a town which is all built up on redstone foundations in order because of us uh, occasionally the tar and ferry tends to flood every couple of years apparently 
So the houses are slightly built up on red brick foundations to deal with the fact that the flood can then just pass underneath them. Um, and it's also getting close to morning. So at the start of the other chapter, leave taking, it just hit the middle of the night. <laughs> and they've now been riding hard through the two rivers for a good few hours. And they've reached Tarn very finely. And so Rand gives us a little deposition on Tarn fairy folk uh, who are known for being sly and tricky. If you shake hands with a Tarn fairy man, you have to count your fingers afterwards, apparently. <laughs> Make sure they're all still there. <laughs> yeah, because they're going to take your hand. Yeah, motherfuckers. Give me my little finger back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love that phrase. That's so good. Shake hands with, shake hands with Rich, you have to shake fingers afterwards. That's right. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, Lan picks his way through the houses, picks a big door, and knocks on it but really hard. <laughs> so much for being quiet, eh? <laughs> and High <laughs> Tower answers the door. And I assume that's the same High Tower from Police Academy? Yes, same dude. Yep, excellent. Okay, so guys, you know, if you're casting for the Wheel of Time, you know who to pick for this role. <laughs> if you can get Officer Hightower to play Hightower, the ferryman, I'll be so impressed. <laughs> That'd be such a good little nod. Um, it would be. And the ferryman's base like, hey, fuck off, we're closed. <laughs> and um, this is the point where uh, Lan just whips out his little bag, starts counting out some gold coins, <laughs> and just says, we're leaving now. <laughs> hey, we're open. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the ferry, Mister Hightower, wanders off. Says, "Hang on, I've just got to get my, got to go wake my boys up so that we can operate the ferry." Uh, he did complain originally. You know, where we only leave during daylight hours and definitely not during the fog. <laughs> but uh, yeah, land tempts him with enough gold and says there'll be double once we get to the other side. Uh, so he's like, "Okay, we'll leave now." <laughs> and uh, land says to him, "Okay, I'm going to go down to the dock and I'm going to wait for you, but not for long." <laughs> Oh, I love Lad. It's just such a sinister beast. And yeah, and then that brings us to the end of chapter 11. So, what did you think of this, Rich? Uh, it was kind of a slow started, uh, you know, chapter, just them traveling over to to uh, uh, the, the, the Terran Ferry. Yeah, yeah, we kind so. of we kind of get introduced to more bad stuff. <laughs> like the Jakar. Yeah, it's slowly, slowly happening. Yeah, so we're getting some more world world building elements, and um, yeah, we're getting all the stuff between. Uh, I think one of the things I kind of glossed over in my notes. Uh, I don't know, it's weird. It didn't seem important at the time, but there's a lot of the stuff between Rand and Egwene, uh, where Rand's like um, he's he feels very protective over Egwene because uh, obviously he kind of think you know it's all it's all been hinted at so far that they're probably going to get together and get married at some point. <laughs> they're sort of meant yeah. to be together um, and he says to her like don't worry I'll look after you when you come with us and she's like nah maybe I'll look after you because <laughs> two women's girls are hard as fuck <laughs> so we get some nice deposition between those two um, which is good uh, obviously we get uh, a lot of banter between the boys Matt Perrin and Brand which is some of my favourite stuff in the book <laughs> I just love the way the boys interact with each other and I love it when they're not together as well and they talk about the other person because <laughs> some of the stuff they say is brilliant um, <clears throat> so we get some good stuff there and we just get more just badassery from Lan Lan is just constant badass, that's his job he's just like I'm going to be the hardest motherfucker you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and it's great, I just absolutely love it um, yeah and then we also get a bit of use of the one power from Moraine where she summons the fog and she's uh, yeah, and then she's wiping everyone down <laughs> keeping their stamina nice and fresh 
oh man it just feels like some sort of bad porno doesn't it i know right <laughs> <laughs> it's just like when you read it it doesn't i don't get all this innuendo in my head when i'm reading these chapters or listening to them <laughs> but for some reason when you when you talk about wiping the stamina off of someone it's just you're not conjuring the right image that's right <laughs> so apologies for all the innuendo <laughs> but we can't help it <laughs> so yes uh that will lead us in nicely then to we'll have a double feature rich a double feature oh, that's the more, yeah. innuendo, more innuendo isn't it <laughs> here is a, a double-ended version of the readings with rob and now the taveren present to you readings with rob now Maureen said what horse for egwin the peddler's horses are as bad as the durin's the water replied sourly strong but slow plodders bella ran said getting a look from lan that made him wish he had kept silent but he knew he could not dissuade egwin the only thing left was to help bella may not be as fast as the others but she's strong i ride her sometimes she can keep up Lan looked into Bella's stall, muttering under his breath. She might be a little better than the others, he said finally. I don't suppose there is any other choice. Then she will have to do, Maureen said. Rand, find a saddle for Bella. Quickly now. We have tarried too long already. Rand hurriedly chose a saddle and blanket in the tack room. I still think you shouldn't come, he said. I wasn't making it up about the Trollocs. But I promise, I will take care of you. Perhaps I'll take care of you, she replied lightly. At his exasperated look, she smiled and bent down to smooth his hair. I know you'll look after me, Rand. We will look after each other. But now you had better look after getting your own horse. All of the others were already mounted and waiting for him, he realized. The only horse left riderless was Cloud a tall grey with a black mane and a tail that belonged to John Thane. Or had. He scrambled into the saddle, though not without difficulty, as the grey tossed his head and pranced sideways as Rand put his foot in the stirrup, and his scabbard caught in his legs. It was not a chance that his friends had not chosen Cloud. Master Thane often raced the spirited grey against merchants' horses, and Rand had never known him to lose but he had never known Cloud to give anyone an easy ride, either. Lan must have given a huge price to make the miller sell, and he settled in the saddle, Cloud's dancing increased, as if the grey were eager to run. Ran gripped the reins firmly and tried to think that he would have no trouble. Perhaps if he convinced himself, he could convince the horse, too. An owl hooted in the night outside, and the village people jumped before they realized what it was. They laughed nervously and exchanged shamefaced looks. Next thing, field mice will chase us up a tree, Egwene said with an unsteady chuckle. Lan shook his head. Better if it had been wolves. Wolves? Perrin exclaimed, and the water favoured him with a flat stare. Wolves don't like Trollocs, blacksmith, and Trollocs don't like wolves or dogs either. If I heard wolves, I would be sure there'd be no trollocs waiting out there for us. He moved into the moonlight night, walking his tall black slowly. The Dragar's Shriek Challenged the Night 
Stout Bella ran with neck outstretched and tail and mane streaming in the wind of her running, matching the larger horse's every stride. The Aes Sedai must have done something more than simply ridding her of fatigue. Egwene's face in the moonlight was smiling in excited delight. Her braid streamed behind like the horse's manes, and the gleam in her eyes was not all from the moon, Rand was sure. His mouth dropped open in surprise, until a swallowed bite me set him off into a fit of coughing. Land must have asked a question, for Ma Rain suddenly shouted over the wind and the pounding of hooves. I cannot! Most especially not from the back of a galloping horse! They are not easily killed, even when they can be seen! We must run! And hope! They galloped through the Tatara fog, thin and no higher than the horse's knees. Cloud sped through it in two strides, and Rand blinked, wondering if he had imagined it. Surely the night was too cold for fog. Another patch of ragged gray whisked by them to one side, larger than the first. It had been growing, as if the mist oozed from the ground. Above them, the Drakkar screamed in rage. Fog enveloped the riders for a brief moment and was gone, came again and vanished behind. The icy mist left a chill dampness on Rand's face and hands. Then a wall of pale gray loomed before them, and they were suddenly enshrouded. The thickness of it muffled the sound of their hooves to dullness, and the cries from overhead seemed to come through a wall. Rand can only just make out the shapes of Egwin and Tom Maryland on either side of him. Lan did not slow their pace. There is only one place we can be going, he called his voice sounding hollow and directionless. Murdra are sly, Ma Rain replied. I will use its own slyness against it. They galloped on silently. Salty mist obscured both sky and ground, so that the riders themselves turned to shadow, appeared to float through the night clouds. Even the legs of their own horses seemed to have vanished. Rand shifted in his saddle, shrinking away from the icy fog, Knowing that Ma Rain could do things, even seeing her do them was one thing. Having those things leave his skin damp was something else again. He realized he was not holding his breath, too, and called himself nine kinds of idiot. He could not ride all the way to Terran Ferry without breathing. She had used the one power on Tam, and he seemed all right. Still, he had to make himself let that breath out and inhale. The air was heavy but it colder it was otherwise no different than any other foggy night. He told himself that, but he was not sure he believed it. Lan encouraged them to keep close now, to stay where each could see the outlines of the others in that damp, frosty grayness. Yet the water still did not slacken his stallion's dead run. Side by side, Lan and Bois Rain led the way through the fog as if they could see clearly what lay ahead. The rest could only trust and follow and hope. The shrill cries that had hounded them faded as they galloped, and then were gone. But that gave small comfort. That was Readings with Rob. If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at Pod with your request. And there it was. Your two Readings with Rob for the week. <laughs> so even though he's not here, Rob still gets his little stint on the episode. <laughs> that's right well done rob we miss you buddy get get your uh, get your big furry mic set up <laughs> and come join us for next week's next week's of course next week's where we are going to be reviewing i'm going to double it up again rich 
<laughs> it's going to be a little. Uh, it comes up to a little over an hour, but um, so this is to line up some of the later episodes a bit better. So it's going to be roughly about an hour and I think five to ten minutes uh, if you add these together. But next week we're going to do chapters twelve and thirteen combined. So yep, you ready for that? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, so that's going to be next week's stuff, uh, twelve and thirteen. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else really, Rich. I don't think so either. I mean, yeah. we got through it. Yeah, we got through it. <laughs> I think after the excitement of the uh, chapter nine with the Mount Ephraim stuff, you know, we're just kind of like, oh. <laughs> that was such a, chapter nine was just such a good chapter that now that we're kind of like into you know getting the boys to the next look getting the boys and the gang to the next location <laughs> we're on one of those chapters so yeah everyone's moving on they're going to head towards Tav Tarvalon and first up first stop is is it Bearlon I think it's the first place they're going to so we kind of just got a few little chapters of getting them to Bearlon and having a bit of character growth between the team basically so yeah look forward to that yeah. <clears throat> look forward to that guys uh if you want to contact the show you can contact us at tarvrien pod on twitter which is always a good place to start again we've got our lovely new youtube video as well and um yeah that's all i've got for you guys come join us in discord as well it's great over there <laughs> you can read stories from yeah, it's before. you can read the stories from the gamote before i actually uh read them out on the show <laughs> gmode okay rich I need a pint. <laughs> it's twelve fifty. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit early, but I need a pint. I'm going to the wine spring in. Oh no, wait. We're not at the wine spring in. We're at bloody Tar and Ferry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm going to the wagon and the, I'm, I'm going to the wagon and the horses down the road. No, there is. There's a wagon and horses, mate. It's just a three clicks down from the um, from the ferry. <laughs> so land can wait for the right. land can wait right. for the ferryman. I'm going for a drink. <laughs> All right, it's it's Rob's turn anyway to buy. He left me his credit card, <laughs> so I'm getting yeah. a very expensive gin and tonic. <laughs> All right, guys, over and out. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica. And Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, diggingdeepsports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes, yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad, much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the stone's table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Seth will have that.
My name's Tyler, and I host the podcast, Too Young for This Hit, where I watch movies I've never seen before with guests who love them. So what kind of movies do we watch? We watch mostly like classics movies, you know, like... Escape from New York. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Alien. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, Party Time, Excellent! Aliens. Smokey and the Bandits. Rocky Horror Picture Show. In addition to talking about movies, we also talk about cats. A lot. For pretty much no reason. You can find Too Young for This Hit and tons of other great podcasts at probablywork.com. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. Hello. Are you testing me? I'm always testing you, Rich. Okay. <laughs> I was put on this earth to test your patience. Yep. <laughs> and your wallet. <laughs> and my money. sleep. <laughs> and your sleep. The mic is at my face. <laughs> That's uh, the feedback you're getting is from my face. <laughs> feedback from your face. <laughs> All right, right. I'll edit that bit out. It seems to have stopped now.